This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. I love the saints. I study their lives and I read their stories. It's more than simply a hobby for me. It's a passion. Simply put, I want to be a saint myself. I want to go to heaven. And it's conversations like this one that inspire me all the more. The other day, I was able to speak to the co-vice postulature for the cause of canonization for the soon-to-be Blessed Salinas Casey. His name is Brother Richard Merling. This is one of my favorite interviews in a while. Here's how it went. He's the co-vice postulature of the Blessed Salinas Casey's cause for canonization. Director of the Father Salinas Guild, Brother Richard Merling. Welcome back, brother. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on. Father Salinas Casey, how excited were you when you heard Pope Francis was going to allow him to move forward to be blessed? Very, very excited. It's something we've been waiting for for a number of years to happen, and um, we were just really elated to hear this news. How did you uh, grow a devotion to Salinas Casey? Was it just because you were a Capuchin, or as he was, or was this something maybe deeper? Well, it was probably a little deeper than that insofar as I had known him as a youngster. Uh, I grew up here in the city of Detroit, and uh, we had known of Father Solanus. It was it was amazing how uh, we'd hear neighbors and relatives and so many different people talk about, oh, I just went down to see Father Solanus. I asked for prayers for this or that, you know. So he was a well-known uh, figure in our lives as a family. Was he one of those priests that everyone knew he was a living saint? Yes, it was. Uh, people just, you know, just to kind of give you an example of uh, that, it was to the fact that when he was first transferred here to Detroit, our front office of the monastery might have anywhere from 10 to 15 people a day come in to, uh, to the office and ask for prayers or masses. When he arrived, some two weeks later, our house chronicler uh, writes into the uh, notes, it's been two weeks since Father Solanus has arrived the in- increase of number of uh, visitors is now well over 200 people a day. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so word of mouth got around that this wonderful man was here. Where did he grow up? He actually grew up in Wisconsin, hmm. uh, along uh, the Mississippi River. Prescott actually grew up probably till about 16 years of age in that vicinity and then moved on up with his family up to Superior, Wisconsin. Hmm. Then at uh, the age of 21, 22, he kind of thought, you know, well, I might step back as to the fact that there was an incident in his life that he was a streetcar conductor. And while on that job, he experienced or saw, witnessed um, a killing, a stabbing of a young lady. And that really shook him. And with that, he went to his pastor and said, you know, I think I want to become a priest. Wow. And so the pastor accepted that and he said, well, you'd have to go down to the seminary. And um, he went down to the minor seminary, uh, actually high school and so forth he had to go through. And um, he was there for five years. And after five years, the um, rector said, uh, you know, he says, uh, I, I'm not sure that this is for you. Hmm. And so he ended up leaving the seminary. 
but he still had it within his heart. And so then he ends up making a special novena to the Blessed Mother. And on the ninth day of the novena, which was to him on December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, uh, he had this inner voice speak to him saying, go to Detroit. Wow. Go to Detroit. To become a priest. To become a priest or whatever, yes. So then he ends up uh, coming to Detroit because he had heard about the Capuchins here, and we were the only group religious community at the time here. So he joins us, and uh, it just it's a wonderful story. There's so much more that goes into it that uh, shows that the man was truly touched and very close to God. Brother Richard Merling is my guest, co-vice postulator of the Blessed Salinas Casey's Cause for Canonization, the director of the Father Salinas Guild. Um, he had two brothers that were priests as well? Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, um, when Father Salinas celebrated his first Mass, which was in uh, St. Joseph's Church in Appleton, Wisconsin, his family, of course, attended. And two of the brothers were so touched and impressed with him and the priesthood that they decided to go on for priesthood, wow. uh, priest themselves. Tell me about his mom and dad. What were they like? Well, they were a very faith-filled type of individuals. Um, they, they prayed every day. It's kind of interesting insofar as they lived about eight miles away from church. They lived out on a farmland, uh, farms, and um, uh, on Sundays, because of the family had grown and they had ended up with 16 children, they couldn't all get into the same uh, uh, horse and buggy at the same time, so half of them would go one Sunday to church, and the other half would go to the uh, would remain home and uh, pray the prayers of the mass and read scripture. Hmm. That's beautiful. And so they were very faith-filled people. What was the miracle that uh, prompted him to now become blessed? Well, yeah, through the years, there's been a number of cases that we have looked at, but uh, they are they're very intense on showing that there's it's all been through faith that something has happened. Mm-hmm. And um, in this particular case, there was a person that had um, a, a skin disease, and um, it was healed immediately as they prayed at the tomb of Salamis. Really? So they went to the tomb with a with a major skin disease, and it was immediately healed? It wasn't just something that kind of over time after praying at his tomb? No, yeah, it was quite immediately insofar as skin that was there on the body, you know, uh, just started falling right off. You're kidding and, me. And uh, they, they, they were dumbfounded when they went back to their to a space to where, they, where their room was. And um, uh, so anyways, that's, that's what it was. What year was this? Um, well, actually, it's been about five years now. He'll need one more miracle, right, that will be approved? They will need, yes, he will need one more miracle uh, for it to, to move him on to becoming a saint. Can you tell us if they're already looking at miracles right now that could uh, move uh, him forward? No, we're not. We're waiting till actually the actual uh, ceremony of beatification, and then from that time on, whatever is reported to us, we will look at. Wow. I mean, this is just fascinating. Brother Richard Merlin. Did uh, Father Salinas, did he have any special devotions, or specific devotions that you know of? Well, he had a great devotion... Uh, to the Blessed Mother uh, was uh, certainly very, very special to him. Do we know of any sort of locutions or visions or anything that he had during his life, or was it just kind of a simple faith? Uh, yes, no, we, we, we really didn't know of any particular um, 
visions or anything of that sort that he had, but um, it was basically his faith, his um, prayer type of life. And uh, one of the things was that um, he uh, would often spend hours before the Blessed Sacrament. Hmm. A day. and uh, Each day, yes. In fact, sometimes at nighttime he would go in there and to the chapel, and um, he would... Uh, pray and pray for hours on end, and some of the friars would see him there, and often he would be kneeling with his hands outstretched. He would do that for hours on end. Now, is this kind of like in a form of a cross or outstretched to the tabernacle? Um, Outstretched in the form of a cross. Well, I tell you what, um, more so like with your hands up. Sure. uh, You know, and um, uh, in that manner. And... um, to where his arms were out, you know, so it was uh, really quite a strain, I would imagine. And the thing is, is that sometimes he would fall asleep there then in the chapel, and he'd fall asleep on the floor. Hmm. One of the cute things was to the fact that um, the friars would come in in the morning, you know, and uh, find him uh, fast asleep on the floor, and they would awaken him, and they would say, Father, you shouldn't have been sleeping on this hard floor. And he said, I slept on the soft side of the boards. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a good sense of a, humor. He had a wonderful sense of humor, yes. That's interesting. Uh, brother Richard Merlin is my guest. Uh, last question, Brother. When and where will the beatification be taking place? Um, we don't have an, uh, an exact date, or I wouldn't want to say an exact date. Sure. We're looking at a couple dates. Uh, and it will be held here in Detroit. Now, will, who will Pope Francis send? Do we know? I mean, a, a certain cardinal, maybe Amato or someone like that? Yes, that's right. Cardinal okay. Amato, I well, believe it's the one that's going to be uh, coming. Brother Richard Merlin. God bless you, brother. All right. Thank you. So there you have it, friends. If you want to be a saint, study their lives. And if you're just getting into the saints, Father Casey seems like a good place to start. Your local Catholic bookstore or Amazon will have plenty on him. Thanks again to Brother Richard for his time today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on your Facebook and Twitter, reminding and inviting your friends to take part in the show. Visit our website, yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Linetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.